Vladimir Putin said Russia will also start vaccinating their people next week. Yeah, the vaccine seems like a winner. Five out of five Russian doctors recommend it if they know what's good for them. Yeah, that's just not even a joke. That's just a statement of fact. If you didn't recommend it, you would fall out of a window. Right. By accident and be dead. Or get run over by a bus as a doctor. Well, you'd fall out the window because of the poison affecting your nervous system, and then you'd be shot when you hit the ground. So, yeah. So the director of the CDC said we're about to go through the most difficult public health emergency in U.S. history over the next couple of months. So that's exciting. Oh, boy. Uh, Maybe more on that later. I got to admit that if you had told me in... Jeez, at the very beginning, I certainly wouldn't believe. But even if you'd have told me this summer that come December, come Christmas, is when we'll have the highest number of hospitalizations and deaths, I'd have thought, what? Yeah, there no. were those. They were those saying that. Usually, they were mentioned like the double punch of the flu in the vid, mm-hmm. which I haven't heard as much about. People are just talking about the vid itself. But you know, it makes sense. People are going indoors. Certainly, if you'd have told me last April when they closed my son's school that it would still be closed. Come uh, Christmas, I'd have thought, no freaking way. No, just that's not possible. But it's true. Yeah. Uh, here's among the dumbest things I've ever heard. It's legislation. So you know who Ilhan Omar is? She's one of the squad. She is a, uh, a, a representative from the state of Minnesota. She is a Somali-American America hater who almost certainly cheated on her immigration papers. Yeah, well, you know, all that stuff is uh, true. And interesting, but uh, it's her philosophy that I'm most concerned with. True. Um, She has started this legislation. I think the actual name of it is the Cancel Rent and Mortgage Payments Act. Hmm. Um, And she tweeted out again yesterday. The whole tweet was cancel rent and mortgage payments. Now, that on its (laughs) face to me sounds like the stupidest idea. I can't believe a grown-up would even say that. I know. A grown-up with any education whatsoever. A grown-up who's not like, you know, a special person would say that out loud. Uh, I'll just read you one snarky reply to it. Um, Cancel money. We'll all live blissfully in nature, roaming the fields and meadows, eating berries and smelling flowers and twirling in the sun. It will be a simple, beautiful life. But uh, something called marketrealist.com has taken an actual look at it, uh, going through some of the, uh, the, the, the ideas. The act would eliminate all rent and mortgage payments during a national emergency. Retroactive, this is actually, it's got 27 co-sponsors. Now, there's no way this is going to pass, but the fact that a grown-up came up with the idea and 27 people signed on to it, um, and it's going to be uh, introduced to the House on April, um, and they're still trying to get an actual vote out of the committee, but the fact that it's even, you know, being discussed is amazing to me. Here's some here's some of what's in it. The act would eliminate all rent and mortgage payments during this national emergency retroactive to April 1st and extending for 30 days after, quote, the official end of the crisis, whatever that would be. As an adult who's actually minored in economics, let me tell you this. Rental property availability would drop by 100%. The supply of rental properties would disappear and mortgage rates would go to 14.7%. Oh, and that would help all of us. Under the bill, all of the non-payment of the said accounts wouldn't result in eviction, fines, or a negatively impacted credit score. So you don't pay your rent for... So it's retroactive to April until the crisis is over, whatever that means. But that's going to be at least nine months, 
at the very least. Maybe longer. The crisis won't be over until, I suppose, everybody's gotten the vaccine and we get herd immunity. So they're talking about, like, next fall for that. So well, you might I'm... be looking at a year, a year and a handful of months that this would be included. I, I'm sitting on a couple of stories, Jack, about various uh, states and counties around the country who are declaring racism a public health emergency. Right, yeah. Therefore... As long as any racism exists, that state of emergency could exist. So this would be permanent. I mean, that's, that's the oldest thing in, you know, totalitarian government. You declare an emergency and the emergency never ends. So that would never end. Bill number 6515, the Eliminate Rent and Mortgage Payments Act, uh, has attracted 27 House sponsors, as I mentioned. They're all Democrats. The bill awaits a potential vote in the House Financial Services Committee, um, and they are hoping they can get some, some Republicans to sign on to it. They do get into in this article some of the problems that would occur, for instance, if you own the building, that uh, all the people now are not paying rent and they don't have to pay in the future. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's not like uh, what's currently what's happened so far is people have not had to pay the rent, but then you have to catch up and pay it. Um, This is you don't pay it ever. It's just wiped out. So I own a building. I've got uh, thirty five. Uh, you know, units I rent out here, I get no rent for a year or more. What am I supposed to do to pay to pay my uh, bill? Sell rock bottom and move on. A couple other You'd notes. You'd be destroyed. It would destroy your financial life. This Probably. legislation, which is unicornian nonsense, but um, the fact that 27 grown-ups signed onto it is incredibly discouraging, but it would have to reach into every facet of banking, of the credit rating agencies. I mean, that was some of those, uh, you know, details in the legislation are incredibly far-reaching. You can toss them off in a phrase or two, yeah. but they would be massive, massive intrusions into private enterprise. A friend of mine who's in the know says, look, AOC is trying to to destroy the banking system as it exists. It's not a secret. That's the policy. The squad wants to de- destroy uh, the finance system in the United States well, and completely reform it. I, I, I don't doubt that because we we know um, it, it, it leaked out that uh, AOC's, uh, uh, the person that wrote up the Green New Deal has said out loud, no, it's, it's an effort to remake society. Right. But I don't know how many of these 27 that have signed on to it are are in on that or actually just aren't grown up enough to noodle through the fact that this doesn't work. They have a uh, like an 11-year-old's view of the world where, well, the rich people don't need to get more money and the people that can't afford the rent shouldn't have to pay. I mean, just like a childish view of the way the world works. The rent is too damn high. Canceled. Uh, I believe there are probably a handful of them that actually believe that childish nonsense. I also believe that there are quite a few of them who think uh, uh, my constituency is so dopey and has such a child's understanding of economics. I better say I'm in favor of this because then they'll believe I'm their brave champion. Oh, my God. The champion of the little person. If you get elected because in your district people think that makes sense. That is frightening to me. As Ilhan Omar gets elected that way. AOC, Rashid Tlaib, she gets elected spouting that crap. I was looking at some of the responses uh, to this on the Twitter, and it was, it was interesting. I mean, there were plenty of people, you know, they could be trolling, but there were plenty of people that seemed to be fully on board with it. There were also plenty of critics saying things like, um, I've been paying my rent. I lost my job and I've been selling stuff to continue to make my house payment. Do I get that money back? I mean, there's another one of the tentacles of this whole thing. 
Right. How about all the people, and that's practically everybody, that has been finding a way to make their rent or their house payment during this? Do they get their money back? Hey, uh, as long as we're on this topic, Sean, can you play me uh, clip 51? If you believe, as as I do, that we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. Yeah, so, that's a that's a person who understands how the thing works. Ah, uh, yes, but Jack, my point is that the entire squad—Omar, Khalib, AOC, Ayanna Presley—blasted back at the conservative Barack Obama, saying, "We lose hands in the we lose people in the hands of police." It's not a slogan, but a policy demand. And centering the demand for equitable investments and budgets for communities across the country gets us progress and safety. Talib appeared to call Barack Obama a hypocrite. Rosa Parks was vilified and attacked for her civil disobedience. She was targeted. It's hard seeing the same people who uplift her courage attack the movement for black lives. So, yeah, they are completely rejecting that thinking. Barack Obama is now a moderate in the Democratic Party. Well, that's a you know, I don't I don't know how many people are on board with the squad. Uh, I think it's a small chunk of people. Um, but I, I'm just I'm amazed that I'm not you know, I'm not going to do the cable news thing to act and act like this legislation has any chance whatsoever of even getting out of committee, let alone, uh, you know, ever getting passed or signed on or anything. But like I said, the fact that a couple of dozen grownups either believe it or are willing to act like they believe it <laughs> is very troubling. You are a child. I could bore you, if you'd like, Jack, with uh, all the other idiotic, childish notions that 10 years later were enacted. Yeah, that's true. If you'd like. That's true. I mean, seriously, I I could drone on till the end of the half hour. I remember when driver's licenses for illegals was a laughable idea. I mean, just laughable. Like, give me a break. Giant Uh, nationalized health care that drives tens of millions of people off their plans and raises everybody's premiums. Yeah. That's true. A lot of these things start as laughable plans, and then they get there. You've heard the expression, nip it in the bud, I think. This is a perfect example. You've got to hammer against these things, or they will happen. Unfortunately, I think you're right about that. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try um, the veal. Um, uh, so, yeah, so uh, keep an eye on that legislation and make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Um. There are places around the country that don't have enough hospital beds. The media completely missing that part of the story. The headline is very fantastic and exciting to say that hospitals are almost at capacity. Has anybody taken the time to look at why the capacity is so low? That's the other side of the story. Mm-hmm. In some states, including the biggest state in the country, California, they got way less hospital beds than practically anybody else in the first world that has, you know... Uh, any money whatsoever, has an economy whatsoever, has more hospital beds. Why is that? We should look at that later. Among other things. Agreed. Um, all on the way. Uh, you can text us anytime you want. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. My message couldn't be simpler. 
It's time to hunker down. It's time to cancel everything. And if it isn't essential, don't do it. That's the mayor of Los Angeles. It's time to cancel everything. Of course, he'll be seen out skydiving, <laughs> then room uh, dancing, jumping in a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese, then who knows Eating. what else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eating out with his uh, closest uh, lobbyist friends. Maybe participating in an orgy like that Hungarian politician. <laughs> That's uh, a human. We all fall short sometimes. You didn't hear us do that story yesterday. Uh, the Hungarian politician that's super anti-gay everything. Like, I mean, it, that's his main thing. We're too friendly to the gays. It's destroying our national pride and everything. And he got he, he got caught uh, participating in a 25-man orgy. Oh, boy. Over the that's weekend. Plenty. And uh, the reason the orgy got busted was not the sex thing. It was the COVID thing. And, and so that's what he ended up apologizing for because he was violating... Uh, social distancing and mask laws, which well, you know, clearly was. If you if you if you if you socially distance and wear a mask, it's not much of an orgy. I haven't I've never participated in an orgy, but my vision of what an orgy would be, <laughs> we would have to violate your six foot rule. Virtual. We're having a virtual a Zoom orgy, everybody. <laughs> a virtual orgy. <laughs> it starts at two. Everybody turn Ew. on their Zoom. Oh uh, no. Well, Jeffrey Tubin Ugh. tried that, but that's uh, not what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, good point. Hey, speaking of high tech, this is a wild story. It's kind of the the uh, the horse is back in the barn. The barn door has been shut. But earlier this year, Apple patched one of the most breathtaking. I'm quoting from Ars Technica here. One of the most breathtaking iPhone vulnerabilities ever. A memory corruption bug in the iOS that gave attackers remote access to your entire device over Wi-Fi. Oh, boy. With no user interaction required at all. You oh, didn't have boy. to, like, click on a bad link or, or open a nasty email or anything like that. Holy cow. And the exploits were wormable, meaning Radio proximity exploits could spread from one nearby advice to another once again with no user interaction needed. The the interesting, they call this the Wi-Fi packet of death, which is a pretty good name. It was devised by a, a researcher at Google's vulnerability research arm. They pay white hat hackers to try to figure out how to hack into all sorts of devices to then alert the manufacturers uh, to, to the vulnerabilities. And uh, one uh, fellow of, in that uh, field says, this is a fantastic piece of work. It really is pretty serious. The fact that you don't really have to interact with your phone for all this to be set off is quite scary. The, this attack is you're just walking along, the phone is in your pocket, and over Wi-Fi, someone just worms in with some dodgy Wi-Fi packets. Oh, my God. But they uh, they figured it out, and they patched it. Um, but, that's, but, but I may have had everything on all my devices... Uh, compromised, right? And right. I don't, and I don't know it. I don't know, have any way to know it. Well, now this guy, this guy created it for the purpose of defeating it. So it's not like the Russians have had access to this for six months or anything. Okay. So it's just kind of a story about, uh, you know, our machines are not quite as airtight as we'd like them to be. Uh, but you know, at least this one was was done in a laboratory and then overcome in that same laboratory. It looks like the Department of Transportation is finally going to do something about the uh, the, the the charade that is comfort animals with every college girl in America realizing, wow, I can take my dog with me when I travel. Awesome. I'll just claim I have anxiety. Uh, yeah, having uh, having flown across the country back and forth with my daughter, who's a huge uh, dog lover, as uh, am I, obviously, but. Uh, there were so many dogs to enjoy in the airports. Every breed you can imagine. 
Yeah, I I love dogs, and I've never had a negative interaction. Well, I've had a couple of negative interactions. When my kids were smaller, there were dogs that were, like, pulling at their chain and stuff like that, and you had to be worried. You got your little kid and your luggage and everything like that, and you're in line, and there's dogs on both sides of you. You don't Uh have any idea how well-trained they are. They're obviously just regular dogs. They're not, you know, super highly trained. That vest isn't fooling anybody. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the DOT has revised its rules. And emotional support animals will no longer be considered service animals, which are required by law to fly with passengers in commercial airlines. But there's all kinds of uh, literal hoops you have to jump through to become a service animal um, uh, to be uh, registered as one. As, as we all found out, anybody can print out an emotional support animal certificate somewhere if they even ask for them. And I don't think they were for the last several years. I think, yeah. you, I think you could just show up to the airport. Medicinal pot prescriptions thought that the emotional support <laughs> animal thing was ridiculous. Yeah, I, from what I understand from people who've done it, you just showed up at the airport with your dog just because you want to travel with your dog. And if anybody asked you, and usually nobody did, you said it's my emotional support animal, and they just say, okay. My dog cheers me up. He makes me smile. Sure. He is, by definition, an emotional support and animal. And it makes me happy that I didn't have to hire somebody to come let my dog out three times a day at my house, house too. That makes me, that right. helps my emotions. If you exactly. need emotional support to fly, take a bus. <laughs> Going overseas, take a boat. <laughs> Boats are too emotional for me. I still need my dog. Those are all good ideas, but sorry, <laughs> jig is up, college girls with dogs. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It is important to know the problems with mail-in balloting. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, and most other states allowed anyone to get an absentee ballot and cast their vote without showing any ID. The voting took place entirely on the honor system. No identification of any kind was required. Most Americans would also be shocked to learn that no state in the country verifies United States citizenship as a condition for voting in federal elections. This is a national disgrace. So Donald J. released this uh, video from the White House yesterday, 46 minutes long, released it on social media. That story still going on? I was unaware of that. What story is that? The uh, the election was stolen. That story still occurs. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. And here's the problem. And that, the reason I chose that clip is uh, Donald J's 100% right. Every single word he said in that clip is 100% right, and we really, really ought to get a handle on it to ensure, you know, the fidelity of the voting systems and then people's perception of the fidelity of the voting system. The problem that I have is now he's got Rudy Giuliani running around the country, turning over tables and making wild-ass claims that are utterly false. Some of you don't want to hear that, but they are. And so it's like, you know, you figure out your CFO at work is stealing from the company. And you say, all right, we have the CFO. If you take a look at these figures, and then you'll see this and that. And then then you throw in at the end, and I believe he's a werewolf. (laughs) I mean... All of a sudden now, people are running around crazed about the werewolf thing. And or they say, no, all that's crap. He claimed he was a werewolf. And the really important stuff, the stuff that is provable and can be fixed, I think is going by the wayside. And and that bothers me because we need to fix who votes and how they vote in a big hurry. I, 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 so I would, I'm guessing that we're the best at it of anybody in the world. That'd just be my guess. I don't know that. 
Um, but it's amazing to me that there's still so many votes that don't get counted that um that just get lost or whatever where they keep you know finding now oh, they found a bag of 500 votes so you oh, know, there's a thumb drive yeah well, be damned. How, how does that happen yeah but it happens all over the country well and it, 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 it it appears that it's not um you know a coordinated as much as just like sloppiness well it, part of it is that every state's in charge of their own voting and some states are run a heck of a lot better than others uh, but the suspect voting has become even more suspect in Georgia now. You have a couple of things going on that are uh, of particular interest, including the fact that um, there are third-party groups now, and the Georgia Secretary of State's investigating this, there are third-party groups that are actively, openly trying to register out-of-state people, dead people, uh, they're trying to tell college students, change your residence to Georgia, then change it back again right after the election. They're doing all sorts of illegal things. So this guy Raffensberger, who uh, the president's been mad at, uh, is he's now opened 250 investigations into credible claims of illegal voting in violation of state election law, uh, which is not good. Well, as we mentioned yesterday... Oh, all, it's good he's investigating them, obviously. Already four times as much money has been spent in the Senate race in Georgia, Senate races in Georgia than was spent in the entire country's Senate races six years ago. Right. So right. Th that's how much money is pouring. Well, and it's not surprising. It's control of the Senate. Do the R's get to control it or the D's is based on this. And, you know, the stakes are very, very high. But, man, the amount of money that's getting thrown around, if you're a radio or TV station in, in Georgia, it's got to be awesome. A couple more aspects of the Georgia thing that, um, that I think are really interesting. We got this note from Ed. Uh, he's talking about how uh, the Hollywood crowd is now flooding into Georgia. They're recording commercials. They're giving money. They're going in person. And Ed points out, funny how everyone's forgotten how Hollywood wanted a complete boycott of Georgia and all of its stupid simpletons over abortion. Now they think they have the right to tell these same simpletons who to vote for. Sad that some of these same people that they're willing to make jobless will blindly follow them. Which brings us to this story. Um... Whoops, is that the wrong one? Yeah, okay. There are a bunch of Hollywood types who are starting hashtags and social media campaigns saying, for instance, and this is from big Netflix producer Jake Rossman, let's keep Trump in Washington to keep an eye on that crook Biden and his Dem cronies. Let's send him to the Senate in Georgia. Write in Donald Trump for the Senate in Georgia. Here's Daniel Newman, the Walking Dead actor. Vote Trump for Georgia Senate runoff. All my Republicans, let's stand with Trump. Don't abandon him. Make sure you write in his name. That's clever. So, so all sorts of Democrats are now trying to get people to write in Trump's name to dilute the vote for yeah, the people who are actually running. That's pretty clever. I could see yeah. that actually uh, peeling off a percentage or two. The uh, the condescension of it, the uh, look how smart we are in Hollywood. We can fool these stupid southern rubes. Watch this. Oh, it's disgusting. Don't fall for it, friends. I wonder, if it's, for I wonder it. if it's fun to follow politics in Georgia, if you live in Georgia right now, or maybe somebody can tell us. Our text oh. line is 415-295-KFTC, or if it's just, you can't wait till it's over. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, the Stacey Abrams organization, I should have pointed out, the previous story is right at the forefront of illegal and questionable voter registrations. What they figured out is that if, you know, there are some safeguards to vote security, just a few, and they're not very good, but there's practically nothing. If you say I live at 123 Main Street, um, 
in in registering in Georgia. So if they can get a lot of people illegally registered, there's no way to stop them at the polls. But uh, so Stacey Abrams is now under investigation, but she's holding weekly briefings for Hollywood managers, agents and entertainment executives on how they can best help Democrats win in Georgia. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Jeffrey Katzenberger, Kerry Washington, John Legend, among the heavyweights organizing to help the Democrats in their races in the very state that they tried to boycott because the, because Georgia does not share Hollywood's uh, abortion values. That's something. Man, how much? You can't hate Hollywood enough. You'd have to stay up at night working on it. I asked the question yesterday, how many people are going to get uh, the, the, the vaccine because you know somebody? You're not, you know, you're not a first responder. You're not a... a a nurse, but you know the right person. Well, I, uh, I'm much more cynical today than I was yesterday, now that I know more about how these are going to be handed out. Maybe we can get to that next segment. It's pretty interesting. Um, I just hope I got to hook up. So Come people have been playing video games like crazy because of uh, the COVID and stay at home and not eating out and no sports for a long time and all that sort of stuff. And uh, just reminded and, the video game industry bigger than the music and movie industry combined. And it's not even close. Yeah. Well, and that was last year when there was a movie industry. Yeah. <laughs> Four-fifths of all U.S. consumers played a video game in the past six months. Is that even possibly true? Hmm. Four-fifths? Uh, if that, that is... includes uh, the phone games? Yes, it does. They, yeah, they okay. include mobile gaming and all of these. I'm pretty sure I have not, but I might be. An, I guess I'm an outlier. I guess oh, I, am, yeah. I am by statistics an outlier. You're the You're one an outlier. Five. Trust me. I'm the one in five that has not played a video well, game no, in the last six months. You haven't shown your, your kids some Galaga moves in the last six months? In the last six months, maybe. I don't play much, but uh, but 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 that's, a, that's an amazing number, though. Four yeah. out of five U.S. consumers have played a video game. Most pronounced in a surprising demographic, people aged 35 to 54 huge a 60% spike in game playing among people 45 to 54. You know, I've, 45 I've, to 54 has gone up 60% during the, the pandemic. Sorry, I've thought more seriously about uh, looking into it than I ever have before. And I do play. I play like cribbage on my phone just to kill the time. It mm. keeps me in practice so I can beat my wife. Um, yeah, I believe it. And Sean was describing earlier this, this new game he's into where you're building and managing a factory. That sounds cool. What's the name of that thing again, Sean? Satisfactory. I uh, I started playing it, I think, this past weekend, and I've played it every day. It's great. Love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, um, I love that thing. How about a, a video game where you build and manage a grocery store, for instance, for kids? I mean, there's probably you'd probably have to have, like, an, a, a gremlin attack once a half hour or something like that. But teach kids about inventory and, and you know, a supply and demand and, and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Perishability of fruit. It's an important field. I just feel feel like the real life, a very realistic game of go to work, come home, take care of your kids, do laundry meals and go to bed Boring. takes up all my time uh, for some reason. Yeah. It's a very realistic game, by the way. <laughs> the graphics are unbelievable. The graphics are just so true to life. <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly what you get at the end of it. I'm still waiting to see what the payoff is. <laughs> I haven't reached the end game yet, but... Yeah, exactly. Wait, there's another stage? There's always another stage. Another more troubling, expensive stage? Wow. I thought I won. Today I lost again. There what must, happened? There must be some tremendous result at the end of this, or nobody would play it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's an end. There's an end. That's Ooh. funny. Um, yeah, so I was asking the question yesterday, 
when they're when they're giving out the vaccine, so it's coming out here in the next week or so, 20 some million doses. How many people who are, you know, I'm a guy who knows this guy are going to get it, who shouldn't be getting it? Uh, it's going to be a higher number than I had thought yesterday because there's more info out about how this is going to be doled out. And, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to be a, uh, a wet blanket on the whole thing or anything. It's just it's the way everything works. It's just the way everything has always worked. Um, it, it's just the state of nature, state sure. of man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same way that apparently there are always, you know, bags of votes that get lost in every election. Apparently that's just a thing. Uh, whether you like it or not, this is going to happen. But we have more details on how that rollout is going to occur on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Back in January, 11 months ago, the Department of Homeland Security warned that American airports could be ground zero for a new pandemic. But Congress yawned. They were occupied that day. On January 24th, a day when these blood samples now prove the virus had already spread across the continent, the Trump administration held a classified briefing on the coronavirus for the entire U.S. Senate. But only 14 senators showed up for it. Why was that? Well. That briefing was held on the very same day as the deadline for senators to submit their questions for impeachment. So the people in charge of protecting the country were not worried about coronavirus. Instead, they were standing in front of their mirrors rehearsing their star turns, the moment when they could finally confront Alan Dershowitz about the dreaded Zelensky phone call. (laughs) Now they're claiming the pandemic caught them completely by surprise. How did they get away with that? You know, that would have been uh, Trump should have pointed that out during the election whenever he was getting beaten up for, you know, not recognizing the seriousness of the the, the coronavirus early on. Yeah, we held a special meeting for it and a handful of senators even showed up right in January. How can they get away with it? Well, the great watchdog for the American people, the media, has decided, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with a good watchdog metaphor uh, to, to jump the fence and go live with the neighbors. I don't know. They're not watchdogging anymore. They're just rooting. It's discouraging. So um, I brought up the uh, the idea yesterday. That was, so they got 50 million doses around, so they got enough to uh, vaccinate 25 million people because everybody's got to get uh, two shots. Um. Three weeks apart. So is that is that what they mean by fifty million doses, or is it like people's worth? Um, according to this article I'm looking at, it's um, that's uh, doses. Yeah, you'd, you'd and think... the people's worth is half as many. Okay, it's Pfizer said it expects to have fifty million doses enough for twenty five million people. There you go. Okay, available this month. And so I asked the question: How many people who uh, you know? And the CDC announced the the guidelines. So first responders. And uh, people who work in hospitals. No, it's people who work in hospitals and uh, long-term care residents, right? Mm-hmm. Those are your top-tier people. Right. But I was wondering how many people that don't have it coming are going to get it. I mean, because that's just that's the history of the world. That's the way it works. You're connected. You're going to tell me that, um, well, for instance, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush are going to get it on video to uh, try to make us all feel comfortable about the safety of it. 
which is legit. I'm fine with that as a PR campaign. Their wife's going to get it. How about, uh, how about Obama's yes. kids? Nancy gonna Pelosi's going to get it. Nancy Pelosi's going to get it. All those people. Nancy Pelosi's kids. Nancy yeah. Pelosi's top contributors. Do you think they'll get it? Yep. So uh, we're wondering about how this is going to be doled out, and it's uh, those are only guidelines. Those are not rules. Those are just suggestions. And then the doses go out to the state governors, and it's up to the governors to decide what to do with it. I was not aware of this. So those are suggestions to governors. The governors get their allotment, depending on the size of your state, and then the governors decide who it goes to. You going to tell me the guy whose 50th birthday party Gavin Newsom attended <laughs> isn't going to find a way to get the vaccine? The socialite that the mayor of San Francisco attended her birthday party. Mm. Let's not be uh, children. All we all fall short sometimes. <laughs> Let's not yeah. be children about this and not think that their wives and kids and best friends and top contributors aren't going to get uh, the vaccine also. I want, I'll bet at some level they've even factored in what percentage of whatever you'd call it, leakage, slippage, bribery, whatever you want to call it, is going to be in the doses. Because you know there's going to be a chunk. Friendage. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm not that worried about it. I just assumed it was true and with uh, it sounds like they'll have enough for uh for healthcare workers. There uh-huh. are uh according to New York Times, there's just about twenty million healthcare workers in the country. So this this first batch of the twenty five million people covers healthcare workers plus plus some others. I don't think there's any stopping it, and I don't know that I'm worried about it, but it will be thousands. If you go clear across the country, there are going to be tens of thousands of people that don't deserve to get it that are going to get it just because they're connected. Tens of thousands. And for every person that gets it, there's going to be somebody who actually needs it, who's on the front line of this thing, who doesn't get it. That's guaranteed. You think? I think so. Okay. Well. I, uh, I don't know how interested the media will be in reporting it. Um, but but that's pretty interesting that the governors get to decide on their own. For instance, Governor Doug Ducey of Arizona said he's going to make teachers a priority for early inoculation. He's made that decision on his own, regardless of the guidelines from the CDC. I'm in agreement with that. Arizona. Okay. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that seems pretty strong. As long as you can cover the doctors and nurses, yeah, and make make the teachers the next tier. That's fine. Get the kids in school for God's sake. And and listen, it's the wrong thing that we have to appease the teachers' unions. But get the kids in school. Let's quit using them as bargaining chips. It's despicable. What's the next level after um after this though? The, this was pretty obvious. Healthcare workers, you know, talk show hosts and talk, hot people. Hot people. Yeah. Yeah. Preserve America's hot people. (laughs) I'd imagine it would be the most vulnerable folks, Uh, but it'll vary state to state. I think the floodgates will be open on 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 how connected you are that that second round. That's when it's just every one of your donors. If you're a big time politician, everybody connected will be getting it. So I I got to figure out who I know that could possibly get it to me. I guess I'm not that worried about it because I think it, at that point, our, there will having seen the figures on the number of people who don't plan to take it, I think the problem will be too many doses around, not oh, too really? few. Yeah, when, absolutely. When do you think that will hit? Maybe, uh, I don't know, like spring maybe? By February or March, all of us will we'll all of a sudden be at the, we've got, you can get, you can get them anywhere. They got bottles of this stuff. Nobody's in line. Right, exactly. I don't think the big challenge is rich people taking it. The challenge is the rest of us not Mm. taking it. Interesting. Yeah.
Yeah. I look forward to getting it, man. What a different feel. It's like you always say um, what it did to uh, your sex life and your marriage when you got your uh, your vasectomy. Can Boy, I, I hope my kids I, aren't listening. Can I leave the room? <laughs> well, you guys finish this? <laughs> I'll tell but, you what, it makes you bulletproof. That Just the idea that it's impossible to get anybody pregnant now. I just you have a different feeling. Well, yeah. I, I, I love the feeling. I've been vaccinated to COVID. I just... I don't have to worry about it. Going anytime, doorknobs now. Anytime, anywhere, and all night long. I'm talking about dining out, of course. <laughs> so do I stop wearing a mask once I get my shot? So, uh, yeah. Well, you can't give it to anybody, and you can't get it. I can't get it. So, so the vaccines have been tested for they don't make you sick. They don't yet know if it stops you from being uh, from being a transmitter, a vector, as yeah. they say. So, the, hmm. so they are, they are protecting you from getting sick. It, it is still unclear, as far as my understanding goes, that it stops you from spreading. Doctor Sean, there, that Caribbean medical school you attended via mail is pretty good. <laughs> whether pretty that's, impressive, whether that's true or not, or whether that information will get out or not, I think mask usage is going to go off a cliff when people start getting the vaccine because you'll be able to at least claim, yeah. or maybe you did get the shot. That means I got to start brushing my teeth again. <laughs> I got like, like three weeks worth of crud built up. <laughs> I got all kinds of food stuck in my teeth. I just leave oh, it there. Yeah, yeah. I eat spinach every day and just leave it on there. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, man, that's gross. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.